So I'll ask you one more time. When was the last time you attended to you? Really? Like, when was the last time you attended to yourself? There's always more room for self-love and safety. Hello, beautiful people. Just a little warning, listening to the Road to Radical Visibility podcast may result in you feeling confident AF, free from the expectations and opinions of others, and give you the ability to create ultimate self-trust in who you are, what you say, and how you show up in every part of your life. I guarantee you this episode will empower you to be 100% yourself, 100% of the time, no shame or guilt needed. Now let's dive in. Hello, my beautiful friend, and welcome back to another episode of Road to Radical Visibility. I'm Rachel Freeman Sowers, your host, also known as the Breakthrough Bitch, because I am passionate about helping people in the LGBTQ plus and female communities break free from the social constructs, opinions, and expectations that have been holding them back from experiencing their life exactly the way that they want to, no shame or guilt needed. I am so excited to be back with you. As many of you know, I have been sick with the COVID. It was my first time and man, did it hit me hard. I want to say thank you to all of you that reached out to check on me. Thank you for caring about me. Thank you for being my um, online friends and family. I am so grateful for you. And through this last couple of weeks while I was sick, Uh, I had five major aha moments for myself that have literally shifted the way I'm going to be interacting in my life and both in my business life, in my personal life, but also it shifted my body's way of being. And I want to tell you about these five aha moments, these revelations that have honestly just... I don't know how to say it, just from my core have freed me so much more to become expansive. And this is the goal. I'm hoping that the goal of this episode is for you to be empowered and inspired. So let me just ask you this question right off the bat. When was the last time that you took a moment to rest? Now, I don't mean like you take a moment to rest and you veg out on the couch and watch Netflix, or you take a moment of rest where you're um, doing something. Like there's different kinds of rest, and I'm going to do that in a future episode. But this kind of resting, like really to sit down and just be with yourself. How often over the last few months, if not since 2020. And I know that's two years ago, but people think that they have, we have fully recovered as um, a community, as a collective from COVID. But to realize that the traumas that happened during that time, they don't just go away. And some of them are even coming out now, right? So how many times over the last I guess, couple of years or several months, have you thought to yourself, I just don't have the time for this? Or you notice something is wrong in your body. And (laughs) when I told my wife, I said, I think I'm getting sick. And she's like, no, you're not. And I was like, you realize that that doesn't work. Like, (laughs) 
I know what my body is doing. I'm paying attention. I see the signs, right? But my wife is always like, no, I'm not getting sick. I'm not getting sick. And me, I just lean in, right? Um, How many of you have felt like you've needed to avoid your emotions? You've needed to avoid certain circumstances. Maybe you also feel like you're just have all your nerves on the outside of your skin and you're really um, feeling a lot of emotions from other people. A lot of things come up for you when you watch the news. A lot of things come up for you like the in the Hallmark commercials where the guys, the person's hugging the fridge and then you just start crying, right? Like those are all signs that we need to attend to us. We need to attend to our bodies. And I have been working on this periodically. And even though I do work on this, I still got sick. Now, I can reflect back and see how things were had some increasing stress. So I don't know how many of you out there. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I run my own business. I don't have sick time. I don't have any of those things. So if I don't work, I'm not making money. So I will say that some of my immediate thoughts, I've even listed them here over here on a paper. I'm going to look at them was like, how will I be able to make money? If I'm sick, I'm not going to be able to work, which means I don't make money, which means it doesn't come in, which means I'm going to be, be behind. Okay. One of them was, I just need to keep working. I need to work through this. So these are thoughts I had when I was like, okay, I'm sick. The Another one was, if I cancel, will they think I'm faking? And this is like, hello, social, um, cultural conditioning, corporate conditioning. There has been times when I have actually been in an immense amount of pain and I didn't feel like my boss or whoever really believed that I was in pain and that I was just making shit up. And I I don't make shit up. Why would I do that? I don't need to do that. If I don't want to do something, I just won't. But like, what would my clients think? Would they think I'm just trying not to work? Would they think I'm... And like, these things are going through my head, right? And then the last one was like this shift. And the last thought was, I want this time. Now, being sick sucks. And it can also be beautiful at the same time. Now, that may not ring true with everyone, but I am choosing to have an outlook on this because I said, if I'm going to be sick, my body is telling me something. Your body will tell you if you do not rest the way that you actually need to, if you can't tune in to the wise one within you, your truest self, and know that I need to rest, I need to say no, I need to not do so many things, whatever it is, if you get sick, it is an indicator and it's um and a a beautiful um indicator and awareness that we need something. Something needs to be attended to. So, I'll ask you one more time. When was the last time you attended to you? Really? Like when was the last time you attended to yourself? So I decided to attend to myself and I literally removed every expectation I had of myself. Now I did contact um, whatever clients I had 
and told them that I was sick and I wouldn't be able to meet with them. And of course, my clients are fabulous. Of course, they're like, hey, we understand, you know, but parts of me, like I talk about with my clients, parts of me were afraid that I would be seen in a certain light. Parts of me were afraid of that. And I was able to notice that quickly and be able to retune into my wise one within and my truest self and say, nope, I want this. I need this. There's something that's saying this is my time to take. So I'm taking that time. Here are the revelations that came to me. And I would love to hear in the comments, and if any of this rings true with you and you're enjoying any of um, this that I'm talking about now or even later on, please make sure to hit that thumbs up button and also um, to like it on the podcast. All of this helps me spread the word even more. So again, I want to encourage you, here are the five realizations, these five aha moments that literally shifted my way of being. All right. So I have them written down so I don't miss any. Here's the first one. I want, want, not need. I want to incorporate more activities that nurture my body and my soul. Many of you know, recently I rode in the AIDS life cycle ride. When you ride in something like that, which from San Francisco to LA, 545 miles, you train and you train really intensely. In the past, if you don't know this about me already, I have suffered from very significant anxiety. Very, I mean, like it um, affected my whole entire life. And I, during those times, I felt like I had to work my body really hard. I used to teach at a local gym. I teach, I don't know, sometimes eight times a week. I taught group power. I taught spin. I worked out to relieve my body. But what I'm finding now at the age of 50 is listening to my body is important. And my dad said to me not too long before he passed away, he's like, Rachel, if you don't slow down, you're going to wreck your body. And I was like, okay, you know, my dad, when my dad spoke, he, well, he just spoke the fucking truth. (laughs) He was like, do this, pull your head out of your ass before you miss the best woman you've ever had in your life. If you don't slow your body down, you're going to start wrecking it. And after two total hip replacements and all of those kinds of things that are happening, that have happened to me in my life, I recognize this need. So incorporating more things that nurture my body and my soul, because when we are sick, when I was sick, my mind wasn't really operating. I'll just say that like my cognitive ability greatly declined. But what happened instead was my heart opened up. I stopped listening to the mind so much, really dropped down into my body and felt my heart and was able to listen to the things that I needed. What this does is it expands and gives you the opportunity in different parts of your brain because the cognitive isn't working so much, right? This whole kind of prefrontal cortex, it drops down and allows you to have some more expansive insights and wisdom and revelations that you may not have when you're constantly in this cognitive mind, my mind, my mind drive. 
This is why the mind-body connection is so important. We we forget that there's something above our neck and we forget that there's something below our neck, right? And it's the combination of the two, the collaboration of the two, which then equals expansiveness and allowed, it really allowed me to experience things in a different way, which brought into, hey, this is now going to be a priority for me this way. And as many of you, if you've watched me on my Facebook in particular, and or my IG, there's been lots of posts about what I'm learning about myself during that time. You can go check them out if you want. Okay, so the first one is that I want to incorporate more activities and nurture my body and my soul. I'm not saying I need to, I get that, but I say I want to because it changes the energy for me. So if you're like, I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to, for me, it feels like it's just another thing I need to do. If I want to do it, then I'm like, oh, it's like more juicy. Like I want it. Like it's more juicy. Okay. So that's the first one. So that's what I'm implementing. That's what I've been implementing since I've been sick ever since then. It's been huge for me. Number two is the realization that I really loved not tracking my time or wearing a watch. Now, if you're in business or pretty much anything in our society, you know, we are driven by time. I have to do this, by this, do this, by this, do this, this. And I have to be productive in that, right? I have to keep doing these things to be enough to prove my worthiness. I had a client say to me the other day, she said, Rachel, I feel I have so much anxiety because I'm only as good as the last thing I've done. I'm only as good as my last accomplishment. She is very driven. She is, um, has a job that is great, has great detail oriented, but it is more too of a masculine setting. And if we realize that in our world, we've been driven by production and efficiency and becoming more effective. And it's often accompanied with this need to keep pushing through and an accomplishment. And so when I didn't wear a watch for a whole week. And if you know me, like going out with going without my Apple watch is something significant. Like it's something I use when I work out. It's connected to all my things. Like, but I loved it. I loved it. Now I have it back on (laughs) because it reminds me of appointments, but I realized I need those breaks. I need the break with not thinking about what am I going to be doing? What's expected of me next by myself or by other people? What um, are the duties I have to do? What are the things that make me worthy? I talked to another woman um, this last week and she's like, you know, everyone wants me to love my job. And if I'm not loving it, then I can't enjoy it. And I have to be all of these things. And she's like, but there's stuff in my job I like, and there's stuff in my job I don't like, but I don't like to have to drive this way all the time right? And have these other people's expectations on me. So what this yielded me when I took my watch off, and I actually took it off pretty much for a week, but definitely a week and a half. And now I kind of leave it off sometimes on Saturdays and Sundays, is it yielded myself to connect more with my body. Instead of looking what I should be doing, I tuned in to what my body wanted me to do to how it wanted to be experiencing these moments. And it helped my brain. My brain just relaxed. It was like, okay, 
And if there were times when I'm like, what am I going to miss? It was ultimate affirmation about, no, I'll be able to pay attention to what I need to pay attention to at the exact right time I need to pay attention to it. Right. So it gave me a different way of being in the world and I loved it. And so now I'm not going to be so worried. Like a lot of times I'll post, I've burned this many calories playing pickleball like I did this last weekend. And I love that. But at the same time, I don't want to have to have it. Right. I don't want to have to be tracking everything all the time. I need to trust that what I am doing and how I am doing it and what's coming up is. Well, I will know everything that needs to happen. Okay, so that's number two. Number three is a little bit, (laughs) number three is different. I'll just tell you that right now. And I wonder if any of you can resonate with it. So what I really um, loved, number three, was the floor of my shower truly became one of my sacred spaces. And I love when I am just sitting on the floor of my shower and I just let the water just like rush over my head. And I just feel like all of the things that have been constricting my way of being that have been help me only focus on one thing when I want to be more expansive are just washed away. Water is one of my favorite things. Um, you'll notice I've done a lot of outdoor swimming. I love swimming in general. Um, but water is my place. And in that, in that bottom on the floor of the shower, I truly can relax and I can truly find and connect with the, with the wise one and me. Um, and there's lots of times I'll take a shower and I'll get all these ideas, right? However, it is the place where I fully just sink into. And it's almost like I enter into this automatic meditative state. So this will allow me to recognize that when I am feeling in either an anxious state or feeling that need that I want more rest and relaxation, there is this place that I can go. And that may sound really weird. However, It is what my body needs. And the moment I feel like I need to sit down in the bottom of my shower and just sit there for a few seconds or minutes, I can do that. And it's important for me to listen to that. But I felt so wonderful just being with my own self there. Okay, that's number three. Here's number four. There is always... There is always more room for self-love and safety. This is not external safety. This is internal safety. When we create and develop internal safety, what happens is that the external stimulants that cause feelings of fear and scarcity and anxiety and sadness and all the things, they, they don't connect at, like they used to. You're able to know what you need. You're able to do exactly what you need independent of anyone else's thoughts, feelings, or opinions, or independent of your traumas, independent of the expectations you've been taught to have on yourself, the beliefs you've been taught to have about yourself. Like this is huge. 
And as much as I have grown and done the deeper work, which I'm in the middle of doing some really deep work right now, I always can have more room for self-love and safety. And it's really about how we adapt and how then we're ready to go to the next level in anything. It can be in business and in life. So it's the safety for me to lean into the illness, for me to lean into the rest, for me to allow myself to experience it. This is the kind of safety I'm talking about. So if you feel like you can't take a day off work because someone else will suffer, that is a first indicator that you need to take the day off of work and and attend to you. Attend to your needs. Now, you might be saying, Rachel, I don't know how to attend to my own needs. <laughs> well, you can just hang out with me on social media, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and then stay tuned for something that's really great that's coming up. But I will teach you how to know how to attend to your needs, how to return back to the truest self, that part of you that's been covered up by all this bullshit, social constructs, beliefs, expectations, religious trauma, all of it. You're in there. The truest self is in there, my friend. And it's my joy and it's my passion to help people find these parts of themselves again, right? So when you have the safety, you can listen to the wisdom without shame or guilt, right? It's these revelations that can come and that you can choose to trust yourself in that revelation and follow that path. You know, with my clients, we often talk about, they're like, I don't know what my path is. Like, where's my path? And it's just because it's almost like it's been covered with leaves and tree branches and whatever, like it's overgrown because we need to tend to it. We need to be aware of it. We need to be intentional for ourselves, right? And this is what happens when you are able to trust that this is my path. Now, there are multiple paths to the same beautiful outcome. There's not just one. However, when you're able to know that this is your path and you have an inkling, you're able to kind of clean it up and be able to see it very clearly and then have that trust and have that safety. It's honoring our truest um, knowing and developing that ultimate trust. You can have it. There are times when people will ask me questions or they'll say, Rachel, you should do this. You should do that. And I can just clearly say no. You know, when I was not working out in the way that I was doing before I got sick, there were times and moments, very brief moments now, which is hallelujah. Thank you. Um, where I say, is this what I need to be doing? Or, you know, other people are working out. I feel bad because I can't work out. Well, the joy and the beauty of it was, is that this time there is none of that. There's only saying, oh, this is what I need to do for me. I'm going to post it in front of everyone, even though it's not what everyone else is doing. And I can feel good about that. I don't have to take on or have that comparison anymore. And I'm telling you, this is like, this was like one of the most freeing, affirming, the affirm affirmation, the most truest truth for myself. And, and at this point, it's like a new level of that freedom because there's, there's no longer any kind of worry or self-judgment actually about what I need to do for myself. 
and allowing other people to have whatever they need to have about that. But that's none of my never mind to quote like the original parent trap. <laughs> none of my never mind, <laughs> right? It's just about how you're moving about in the world in this beautiful, more feminine kind of way of being where it's not harsh, this pushing this, um, just this kind of drive, right? Okay. That's number four. Number five is, um, the most significant number five will and is creating the most sustainable shifts, massive shifts, um, that, are freeing me. Even right now, as I speak about it, I feel like I'm just becoming lighter and more free. So here's number five. Number five is I know what I need and I can do what I need without shame or guilt. This is huge. I know what I need. I know how to know what I need. I know how to listen to what I need. And I know how to do that or be that without shame or guilt. I wonder what that would feel like for you. I wonder what it would feel like for you to be like, no, I know what I need. I may be able to listen to what I need. This is what I'm going to do or who I'm going to be. And then the need will be met. This is another facet of ultimate self-trust. This is independent of what other people think, say, or do. Trauma often gets in the way. I contacted someone to do my own deep work because I knew it was time. Like I could feel it in my body. I could feel that things were ready to come out and it's time for that to happen. And I did what I needed. I recognized it. I listened. I took that action to find somebody that will help me do this very, very deep work to release it. And then I was able to do that to be like, this is the amount that that costs, whatever. Like there was no shame or guilt about what I needed. Because in the past, and I'm talking probably about six, five, six years ago, I would still be like, well, can I afford it? And these are valid questions. But for me, I'm not talking in extremes like, no, I can. This is something I can afford. This is something that will have a lasting impact on me. It, it will change. These things are changing the trajectory of my life personally and in my business. They are. Because there's a different knowing, there's a higher level of knowing for myself. This realization was an affirmation, was again, the thing that said, this is your path. It is very clear because my, my truest self, my wise one within me was saying, yes, this is it. This is it. We can do what we can know what we need. We can do what we need be the person so that we can follow through and live the kind of life that we want to be living, impact the people that I want to be impacting. Okay. So the thing about this last one is, is that this isn't about, um, this is what I need and this is how I'm going to get it. And I'm going to just with that kind of energy. You're not forcing it. You're not being aggressive. What's happening is you're saying, this is what, 
this is what my truth is. This is what I need. This is what my body needs. This is what my soul needs. This is what my heart needs. This is what my mind needs. I'm going to listen to that and I'm going to be the person that exhibits those truths. When you come at this from a more feminine approach, it is invaluable because it it shows a truer, uh, uh, I guess I would say truer, but I believe it shows a truer knowing. There doesn't have to be a lot of hype. There's not a lot of emotion. It's just a knowing. So just take your hand really quickly and put it on your heart. And I'd love for you to ask yourself, what do I need? What do I need? And drop down from the head into the heart. What do I need? And when you get that answer, notice if it's coming from the heart or from the mind. Stay true. My heart's saying, just stay true. This is a really easy exercise to come back in touch with the body. If this is a struggle for you, that's okay. These are tools and skills that can be learned. And that's the most fabulous part. So I'm going to end it there. The five aha moments were significant for me. I hope that they inspire you to attend to you, to listen to you, to develop this ultimate self-trust and then have everything else released so that you can live and experience your life exactly the way that you want to, because it is absolutely possible. All right, my friend, I am so grateful for you being here. I'd love to hear if anything rang true with you today. I'll end this episode like I end every single episode. Please make sure to stay true to yourself, be kind to others, and always, always, always honor the wise one that is within you. I'll see you on the next episode of Road to Radical Wisdom. Hey, hold up. Don't go yet. If this episode inspired and empowered you to be 100% yourself 100% of the time, no shame or guilt needed, even just a little bit more, please rate and leave a review. I'm here and I know you are too to leave a positive impact in the world. So please share this episode with your friends, family, or that random stranger because you never know who you'll inspire by just being you. I'll see you on the next Road to Radical Visibility. Bye.